Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Edmonton in the Canadian division this year, and we continue our look around Canada. Yesterday it was Ottawa with Gord Wilson. We'll head off to Sportsnet's Eric Ingalls, who joins us right now on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Eric, how are you? It's Bob Stoffer. Bob, I'm well. How are you and your family? Good, good. I hope you're doing uh, well as well. Uh, just, just you know, we opened with Wayne Gretzky and just had Mark Spector. So if you can come some way in between the two of those guests, we'll be doing five. How, how does that sound? I highly doubt it. This is a huge step down, and obviously, since we're on the uh, radio here in Edmonton, I do want to extend my condolences to the Muckler family, and, and obviously everybody you know who's a fan of the work he did with the Oilers, which was immaculate and incredible, and what a career and what a man. Uh, got to meet him a couple times. Fascinating guy. I doubt anything I could say could rival what. Wayne Gretzky or Mark Spector would have had to have said about him. So I just want to just extend my my uh, wishes to that family and to everybody who obviously grew up watching those Oilers teams and knowing how much of a huge hand he had in them. Yeah, John still has family here in Edmonton. Uh, very well put by you. Uh, you know, we we have George LaRock on the show every Thursday, so we do talk uh, a bit about the fandom of the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you're a guy that's uh, deeply embedded and knows what's happening with that organization on a day-to-day business. I am the b- belief that the Canadians have vastly improved the team, but I'm on the outside. You're there at ground zero on a day-to-day basis. Is it? Uh, give me your perspective on the moves made by Mark Bergevin and uh, and how competitive this team will be this season. Yeah, I don't know if my views congruent with what everybody else has to say about them around here, but I, I'm uh, I'm buying into what the general manager and the coach and Shea Weber and Carey Price are selling, that they believe that they can contend this year and that they have one of the deepest teams, um, if not in the league, certainly in the division they're going to be playing in, and, and uh, they like their chances. I, all, all I could say is that I like them a lot more than what they've been over the last number of years. And then they'll have to go on the ice and show that they can be what the paper roster suggests is their potential. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about what Mark Bergevin said. The fact that he turned it as filling for 
they, they identified kind of four boxes that they needed to check and checked them all with the personnel they brought in. You know, Claude Julien talked about the size of the players that have come in and, and Corey Perry and Josh Anderson, Joel Edmondson and Alexander Romanov, who, you know, last time we saw him was about 185 pounds and now is close to 210. Um, you know, uh, Claude said speed is still at the center of what the Canadians are in terms of their identity. But now this size and this ability and, and guys like, you know, Anderson is, is an excellent skater. That's his best asset as a player. Um, they're going to, they're going to bring out, they're going to bring out that speed element and, and enable the Canadians to execute um, better in terms of what they want to do and how they want to play and how they want to play on the inside part of the ice and play quick. So, you know, there's a lot to like here, especially on paper. But until the games get going, you know, we don't know how it's all going to come together. So uh, I'm, I'm as curious as anybody to see it develop. Eric, the one thing they do have, look, they got the best goalie in Canada. And now by having Jake Allen, they have the best one-two punch in Canada. And in a shortened season, you're going to need that. I mean, that has to be an area of considerable upgrade for Montreal's organization. Oh, I'm with you there. I think Winnipeg fans might argue on the best goalie in Canada, and maybe even Calgary ones would too. Um, I don't know if Edmonton fans would, but I'm nope. not knocking the team. No, nope, nope. Um, the fans here would not. So I believe I believe that Carey Price is the best goaltender in Canada, but I do have the benefit of watching him practice every day. Um, the numbers don't bear that out over the last couple of regular seasons, for sure. Uh, what we saw from him in the playoffs, though, was quite representative of what he could be at his best. And I think the team that's around him now, including a defense that's all over six foot and over 200 pounds, uh, is going to make his life a little bit easier. Uh, also, as you mentioned, Bob, Jake Allen's presence is going to make it easier, provided Allen performs to expectation. You know, he's coming off the best season of his career, uh, and in a season where he was officially relegated to a backup role behind Jordan Binnington. I know Binnington took them on the cup run, um, but it, you know that was after a split season with, with Allen, and, and then all of a sudden they came back last season, and Allen was the designated backup, and he embraced that role and put up the best number of his, uh, of his career and played. I think it was 24 games. So he's he's ready. He's embracing the role behind Price. He's going to get quality minutes provided he does what he's being paid to do. And if he... Did we lose him? I, looks like we lost Eric. Uh, Brendan, why don't you uh, work on seeing if you can get him back? Because he was bringing it there. Uh, and we'll... Uh, tell you that it's currently 138 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. You can text us at any time on 780-496-0063. Uh, we'll circle back to the Canadians in a second. Uh, but uh this text comes in saying, Bob, regarding Team Canada tonight against the United States, uh, we look like a team full of first-round picks. It's great to watch live hockey again. That is unquestionable. Uh, Canada has been uh, dominant in, in the uh, tournament from Literally the start. They just come, like, they, all four lines are like a first line. Uh, Canada 6-4 tonight. Uh, Dylan Cousins with another three point performance for Team Canada and he'll be named, uh, MVP. Uh, regarding the comment about Robertson from the, the Maple Leafs draft pick, Bob, I can, I will 
concede to you that I am definitely a Maple Leafs fan. Thank you for reading my comment. I love this show. Well, it's good to hear the Maple Leafs. You might not, you might not be the only Maple Leafs fan that occasionally texts us to listen to the show. All right, circling back, uh, we were just talking about goaltending. Uh, Eric Engels has joined us from Sportsnet again. Sorry, Eric. We had a, you know, obviously Jake Allen and, and Price, great combination. I'm going to switch to the defense and the size of the defense. Far be it for me to second guess Doug Armstrong who won a Stanley Cup, but I never understood the Joel Edmondson trade that he made for Justin Falk last year. The Blues had Bomeister and Pareko. They had Petrangelo and Edmondson. I love Joel Edmondson. He can play tough if need be, and he really helps to me concrete what's what's a big you know, you got Weber, you got Petrie who's become a wonderful defenseman for Montreal. Sharat uh, is a is solid D. Your thoughts on the additions of maybe what Romanoff and Edmondson could bring on the back end? Yeah, I'll start with Edmondson, and you know you're kind of cross currents on on your feelings on him. There, a lot of fans of the game now obviously look at the new school defenseman, the, the super mobile, the Quinn Hughes style player, and I agree. You know that's where the game's going. Um, Edmondson's a bit of a throwback, albeit at six foot four and two hundred and ten pounds, he moves quite well. Um, the, there are questions about his puck moving ability, but as you said, Bob, you know there's a dynamic on this blue line. I don't just look at one player uh, and how they fit. I look at the the whole of the group and 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 what they bring to it. So, you know, I, I think he fits in very well with what the Canadians want to be, which is extremely tough to play against. He he he's going to bring that. He's got a physical dimension to him. Everything I just said about Edmonton applies to Romanov, except Romanov is a, is a more versatile player. Uh, of course, he's a rookie. He has never played a game in this league, so we don't know how it's going to be and, and how his how quickly his adjustment will be made. But you know, the potential is there for Romanov to be a great player. And I know there's a lot of people that will go on HockeyDB and check out his stats and see, oh, you know, he produced 11 points in 86 games in the KHL. He was playing for a KHL team that knew he was imminently departing for Montreal, and they short-shifted him and really couldn't care less about his development over the time. And that's not just the perception of the Canadians, but it's based on some conversations I've had with some people, um, not only in this country, but in that one too. So I think... What you know, whereas normally you don't try to read too deeply into the two week sample that WJC provides, uh, the two tournaments that Romanov played at the World Junior Championships was a much more reasonable um, picture of what he can actually bring. And he was a dominant player there for Russia. He's up and down the ice, he's extremely involved. I had one guy compare him to Drew Doughty. Uh, and this was an exec from a Western Conference team comparing him to Drew Doughty, and not in the sense that, oh, he's going to be this explosive offensive player. He meant it in the way that he wants to be involved in every aspect, and his energy and enthusiasm for playing the game, that's what he was comparing to Doughty. So the Canadians love him. I mean, you, you've never seen a prospect come up to the Canadians where – they're talking him up so much before he's even played a game. They're usually trying to temper expectations, which is a smart, reasonable thing to do in a market like this or in a market like yours. Um, they're they're not at all concerned about him being a rookie here. He's going to get a lot of opportunity. And I think he might start on the third pair, possibly with Brett Kulak or Victor Mete or Joel Edmondson. Right now he's skating with Kulak regularly. But it won't surprise me at all to see him moving his way up the lineup as we move along.
from Sportsnet Montreal. Eric Engels, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. You mentioned Josh Anderson, who I've loved for years. Uh, a good trade for both organizations. He's a right wing. They signed Toffoli. Now, Toffoli can play a little on the left, but has played almost exclusively on the right, dating back to when Ryan Martindale was center and former Oilers pick with the Ottawa 67s before he went to the Kings. Uh, so you got Anderson and Toffoli now as right wings, and Edmonton-born Brendan Gallagher, who just signed a six-year extension. Is somebody going to be unhappy, or one of those guys going to end up getting flipped over to the left side so they're seeing top six minutes? Yeah, right now, Tyler, well, you know what? Bob, I'm going to say this Canadians team, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like the coach here, but the way they're built, they don't have, you know, you look at the way Edmonton is built, you look at the way Vancouver is built, and you look at the way Toronto is built. That top end talent is right there at the top. Is a very clearly identified top six. Montreal has three lines that on any given night, one of them could be their top line, one of them could be their second line, and one of them could be their third line. And uh, I almost am cautious about the way I write out the lines that I see at practice and what order I put them in because people want to enumerate them all the time. And honestly, the way Claude runs his bench, I don't think there's a coach in the league that distributes ice time more evenly than he does. So, And this team is designed for it. So Tyler Toffoli is going to move over to the left. Uh, and, and right now he's skating with Jesperi Kokniemi and Yoel Armia. Uh, that could change. And you talk about the right wing and what they've got there now between Gallagher and Anderson and Toffoli and Corey Perry uh, and Arturi Lakenen. You know, there's there's just there's a level of depth there and size and physicality uh, that's going to help the Canadians circumvent what was one of their biggest issues over the last couple of years of being a smaller team. Is that you know they want to play through the middle most of the time, but you need to have an option B going up the boards coming out of your own end, and they haven't had that. You know, they, they've gotten pinned down in their own end because the minute they get suffocated in the middle and try to go to the boards, they don't have the size to, to, to handle those situations. I remember talking to Ben Chirot when he came to Montreal last year. and One of the biggest adjustments he had to make was a muscle memory of, in Winnipeg, the system has him immediately, his first pass, his first look is to the boards. In Montreal, the system is the first look is to the middle. So that was a huge adjustment that Sherrod had to make. And the reason it was that way in Winnipeg is because they had massive wingers. And so you could just play it to the boards and know that a bump would go to the middle and you'd be out and chances are you weren't going to get pinned down. So that's the big change that's happened on right wing with the Canadians with Anderson coming in with Corey Perry who's going to play games with, with Arturi Lakin and moving from a, a, you know, a second line down to a fourth. All right, uh, I got two more questions for you, Eric. I do the the one area of concern. I think these guys have got upside, but they're a little bit inexperienced. You need strength down the middle. Obviously, Deneau's a terrific two-way centerman. He is a UFA at the end of the season. Uh, but is there a, too much reliance at this stage on Kotkaniemi and Suzuki? I realize both of them had uh, surprising playoffs last year. All right, so are we, are we taping this right now? Will you're you be able live. to play this back? Yeah, yeah. Can, we're, we're can live. Can you play yeah. this back at the end of the season? Sure. Okay. Nick Suzuki, if anybody thinks this guy is going to have um, that sophomore jinx, now it's possible. Um, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I would bet a lot of my money that that's not going to happen. I mean, just the way just the way this kid has been brought along, um, he just has a, a confidence about him. He knows how good he is. He's humble. You know, it, it, facing the public and, and the media, he, he has great humility about him. He's, 
he's a good Canadian boy. He plays the part quite well. But I think behind closed doors, he knows exactly how good he is. And what he showed in the bubble is is exactly how good he is. And it's been a steady progression all the way along. And he's had the benefit of two extensive pauses between play to strengthen his body, to work on little individual things. And he just has a mentality of a guy that I just can't, picture going through a sophomore slump and I'm not the only one closely I said the same thing today you know he, he said you know look at Nick Suzuki I, I just don't see any way he's not taking steps forward Kakaniemi is the bigger question mark and Kakaniemi because of who he's playing with and Toffoli and Armia right off the hop and the way the Canadians are structured he's going to take on some more responsibility and he's going to get some more ice time he was averaging 14 minutes through the first couple of years of his career uh, I can see him playing closer to 17 and if he plays like he did in the bubble then he's going to be fine and he's playing with better players regardless so that's going to help him but that's that's far from guaranteed it's much it's a much bigger question in my mind than what the canadians are going to get out of nick suzuki so you're you're right they're they're young and we'll see what they bring all right, I got him in the. I got him competing for top spot. Uh, my four Canadian teams to make the playoffs. The show is called Oilers now. Edmonton had the highest winning percentage of the seven Canadian teams last year, as you know. I've got the Oilers, Toronto, uh, Montreal, and I got uh, Calgary just a little over Vancouver. I, I, I'm going to upset people in Winnipeg, but I just I don't like the depth on defense there, and I'm concerned about depth and goal. Hellebuck had a great year last year. That's my take. What do you see happening? Who are the four playoff teams going to be out of Canada? I'm going to put Toronto at the top. And I think, you know, the the five teams to come after that, anything, there's so little separating them. But the way I see it shaking out is I think Toronto at the top, Calgary and Montreal neck and neck. I don't even know who I'd give the edge to. uh, And Edmonton. And I don't know. Vancouver is the biggest question mark in the car. I agree with what you yep. said about Winnipeg. There's questions on defense. There's questions, um, you know, beyond the top six of what they have. Uh, they could prove a lot of people wrong, including myself, because the top six is unbelievable. Yep. Um, Edmonton, Vancouver is the team that I, that I have the most questions about just because the changes that have happened, even though they brought in some good players in Schmidt and Hamannick, uh, you know, they lost some key players in their room and they lost a certain depth quality that, you know, you could say about any team, if you lose a key player, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah, of course. But I can't think of a team in Canada outside of Ottawa. I'm taking them out of the picture right now because they'll still be competitive, but they're in their rebuild. I can't think of a team in Canada that has more of a problem if they suffer an injury to a couple of depth scorers, maybe a guy who's expected to do more like a, like a Gaudet. Uh, you know, it, they lost to Foley. They lost Stetcher. They lost Tanev. I know they got Schmidt. I know they got Hamannick. I know they got Holpe. They lost Markstrom. The, these are key moves that happen in and out, and I think their depth has been affected. They have great top-end talent. Pedersen is one of my – he might be my favorite player to watch in the league, and I love Quinn Hughes, but – I have questions about their depth, and if for whatever reason, I think this is a season where depth is so important, and that's why I have the Canadians ranked as high as I do, because I think their depth is there. All right. Awesome stuff, Eric. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Thanks for having me, Bob. You bet. That is Eric Ingalls from Sportsnet in uh, Montreal. It is currently 150 in Edmonton. I'm going to remind you again, there's an old saying in the cars business, cars cost less than Wetasco and outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. And 
The year-end event has been extended an extra month, and it's taken place now at Brent Ridge Ford. Great people, great service, fully open and transparent. Let Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. We'll tell you the best pizza in the city is still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Eric Ingalls was our winner's now headliner today for Touchback Safety. Stay safe on the job while saving time and money with an all-new blended learning courses from Touchback Safety. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We are going to head into the, as promised, the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Ethan Bear spoke yesterday. Uh, did an availability, and uh, for Bear, he uh, is looking forward to being relied upon more in uh, his second full season in the NHL. I just want to stay confident, really. Uh, try and prove, um, you know, know, knowing like uh, I can't play with these guys and played against them all last year, um, and just make plays. You know, have fun out there. Um, you know, really enjoy the game. You know, embrace embrace having the chance to to keep playing. You know, a lot of people aren't working in this pandemic, so it's. Um, it's definitely something to, to be grateful for and to, to look forward to. Zach Cassian, meanwhile, had these comments. He had a tough playoff last year. He'd be the first to admit to that. Uh, he had this to say on keeping a spot on Connor McDavid's right wing. Obviously excited to play with them. We've had success. Uh, for me to to stay there and be productive, I gotta be uh, I gotta be physical. I gotta be skating, uh, but I gotta play between the lines and I gotta make plays. It's it's that simple. Play with him. Uh, you gotta get up, get about the puck, get up the puck at the right times, and uh, at the same time you gotta do your part to to make sure we're, we're clicking not only as uh, as a line but as a team. And I'm sure Tip's gonna go through and. He's going to put the best pairs, best lights uh, on the ice. So uh, give us the most success. And Jujar Kara, who right now is uh, centering the four hole with uh, Gaetan Haas unfit to play, uh, had this to say on the importance for him on maintaining his level from the playoffs. I think, I mean, after every training camp, I think there's guys looking to take jobs and there's guys looking to keep jobs. And, um, you know, for myself, I want to continue um, where I was at, at the bubble. I thought I played well and. Um, you know, I think I think if I can if I can play like that on a consistent basis, that's going to be uh, huge for me. And uh, there, there you have it again. That is the Oilers now audio vault. It is brought to you daily by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. As we head off to the Oilers now prospect report for James H. Brown injury lawyers, when accidents happen. Go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, arguably the greatest, uh, well, certainly the best football player the U of A football program has produced over the last 30-plus years. All-star safety in the CFL with the EE football team, 1993 Great Cup champion. And Brendan Escott, what do you got? Well, Dylan Holloway held off the score sheet again in uh, Canada's shutout win over Russia in the semifinal. Carries a goal and an assist to his credit into the gold medal showdown tonight against the USA. 7.30 puck drop from Rogers Place there. Dmitry Samarukov rattled off five shots today in a 2-1 shootout loss over in KHL action. Uh, no points for Samarukov since November 10th, but he has been playing reasonable minutes there. Carol Maximov, his teammate, did not dress for that game. And we told you yesterday Carter Savoy was named the NCHC's 
Rookie of the Month for December. You can now add Hockey Commissioners Association Rookie of the Month to that list as well after he put up seven goals and 11 points to lead all NCAA freshmen. All right. Great job, Brendan. That wraps up the Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Oh, no, wait. We got one more thing. We got this day in Oilers history. So we're going to circle back in with Mr. Escott. Yes, we are. And in 1998, the Oilers traded Jason Arnott and Brian Meir to the New Jersey Devils for Bill Guerin and uh, Valeri Zelipukin. Uh, Guerin would help uh, the Oilers to the conference semifinals against Dallas that year. They lost uh, 4-1 in that series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bill Guerin, multiple 20-goal seasons with different NHL teams. Uh, him and Eddie Shack at one time were the only guys to have done that, to have scored 20 goals in five different NHL teams. I'm not sure if that's still the case. Uh, reminder, Reed Wilkins has inside sports night from 6 to 8. Brendan, do you know what he's got going, rolling yeah, with? Yeah, you bet. You're going to hear from uh, Glenn Anderson and Kevin Lowe, both remembering the late John Muckler. And you'll also get uh, Kelly Moore from CJOB Radio in Winnipeg. Special thanks to uh, Wayne Gretzky for joining us on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, we will tell you tomorrow from the NHL Network, Brian Lawton, David Stables from the Cult of Hockey, NHL Insider John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, we will have more uh, from Oilers training camp as well. Coming up today at uh, just after... A global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. The 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye. The Alberta government's foreign holiday travel affair is bringing attention to the Premier's recall legislation promise from last February. Alberta does not have it, but the province of B.C. does. How does it work and under what circumstances can MLAs be recalled by their constituents? Global B.C.'s Richard Zutzman will break it down with Jalen after the 2 o'clock news. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. It's Go Canada! Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.